Hey there, I'm Amy, and welcome to the podcast, Fearlessly Facing 50. This podcast is about conversations and connections, and my mission is to encourage women over 40 to live their best life. You know what, ladies, we haven't peaked yet, and we are just getting started. So if you're ready for some real talk with real people and real conversations about what really matters, you found the right place. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's get real. Menopause is so much more than hot flashes and the end of periods. It's difficulty sleeping, it's depression, weight gain, heart palpitations, and up to 34 other symptoms. But it doesn't have to be that way. Genev offers telemedicine for menopause. Our team of OBGYNs and health coaches bring the best of evidence-based medical care together with lifestyle management to improve your quality of life. Visit this first-of-its-kind online menopause clinic at Genev.com. That's G-E-N-N-E-V.com. Go there now to book a virtual appointment, download the free guide to menopause, and shop wellness products for symptom relief. Hey there, I'm Amy Schmidt and welcome to this episode of the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. I am really excited because I've been talking about this for so many months and my book is out there floating around in the universe, actually available on Amazon.com. It'll also be available in bookstores, but you can go to Amazon.com and search Cannonball Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond and order your copy. I'm so excited to have it in the hands of women all over the world. And I really hope that it is on the bookshelf for what to expect at midlife because I am on a mission to just change the dialogue around midlife. It's not a crisis, it's an opportunity. So let me know when you get your copy. I can't wait to hear from you. Um, And I also will be launching virtual book clubs and all sorts of fun stuff. So go to Amazon, order your book, and um, I'm just really excited. So thank you, thank you for your support. I can't wait to hear uh, what you think about it. So let's dig into our interview today. I've got a great interview with the incredible Jeannie Ralston. I just so enjoyed our conversation. She is an award-winning journalist and the co-founder of nexttribe.com, which you're going to learn about if you don't know about it already. Um, it is an online digital magazine, and it's incredible. It's an incredible community of women who embrace aging boldly. So let's get down to business, and here is my interview with the incredible Jeannie Ralston. On Fearlessly Facing 50 today, it's just an amazing story. It's a woman that I have followed, and I so enjoy Next Tribe, so we're going to dig deep into that. But, um, you know, Jeannie, you've done so many incredible things in your career. And you're intriguing around that. (laughs) Well, thank you. Welcome. Welcome. Um, But, you know, I was doing research for this interview and a few things that came across the when I was researching was you ran a lavender farm. You traveled the world with your family and homeschooled your kids and you had a successful career in journalism. So how did you manage all this? So just welcome, welcome. And please just give us a little a little glimpse into you. Well, I think I, from the very beginning, I've, in my mind, I don't know where it was, but I've always thought I would have lots of careers. I, I don't, I mean, I remember that from a young age, um, sure. and I guess I was just open to that possibility, and, you know, 
some of the big shifts in my life I chose and some were forced upon me and I just did my best with them. But most people are interested in the lavender farming thing. They're just like, what? How did you do that? And that was, um, I had moved from New York to where I'd had, a, you know, worked in journalism for 10 years in New York. Then I moved to Austin following, following a boy uh, who yeah. became my husband. Yeah. And then we moved out into the country because he wanted more space. And I'm, you know, I was like, wait, there's, uh, (laughs) there's plenty of space coming from New York. It's all relative. But (laughs) he ended up um, getting the idea to start a lavender farm. Um, And he's, he was a National Geographic photographer and been to France shooting a story on perfume making around the world. And he's in the lavender farm, lavender farms there. And he's like, I bet we can grow it in Texas. And he did it, and um, the funny thing is that I ended up once the, it was all planted, it was gorgeous. I just started taking over, you know, like oh my god, yeah. this is gorgeous. I can see all these things we can do with it. So, yeah. so I and that I can't get any credit for thinking of that, but I get <laughs> uh, I just saw the possibilities and were like, okay, this is pretty nice, amazing. Yes, and we've, you know, we lived out in the country for a while with the boys, and then when they were in middle school, we decided to do some homeschooling and traveling, because um, from what I understand, nothing good happens in middle school, so I'm like, okay. Just <laughs> and they've done that with a couple, three, actually, yeah, oh yeah, yeah I know. So, so you we, did, we, so you just, you homeschooled, and kind of, that was the trajectory at that point, right? Yes, it was three years. And I mean, it's not, we didn't travel the whole time. We just would study like ancient history. And then we'd go to, you know, I, I would do a trip. I'd plan a whole trip from Egypt to Greece to Turkey to Rome. Uh, that trip, it just happened that um, our trip to Egypt coincided with the Arab Spring. So, oh, wow. um, but we went anyway. <laughs> you went anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because why not? Why just, not? It's just a whole country in, in turmoil. No, it, the Mubarak had stepped down, so we oh, thought okay. it was okay to go again. And it was fine. I mean, it was gorgeous, and nobody was there. We were the only Americans we ever saw. So. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Incredible. So, anyway, I think I, um, I, I would say I have a, a, a very imaginative, uh, adventurous husband, and I have mostly just said yes to everything right like, okay let's try Jump it in. let's, go. let's and try I, it yeah and and I think and let's make the best of it and let's make it work and so I think that if, if I want to say something about my personality it, it it's I won't say I always have all the ideas but I have the the character character to just say let's let's do it let's try it and I think that's my been my approach to life in total is just been like Yahoo! Let's see where exactly. we go. <laughs> yeah. If not now, when? You know, you ask yeah. yourself that a lot. Yeah. So I got to ask you about the lavender farm. I'm sure you've been asked this. <laughs> Would you just want to walk out there and just, I mean, it's so beautiful. Smell yeah. it and just, I, I mean, I can't even imagine. Well, and we did have, and these, you know, all the marketing of it became part of my job. Um, my husband said he would do the neck down work and I'd do the neck up, like all the thinking about how to exactly. sell it. Yeah. But one of the things we did is had cut your own lavender <clears throat> so people could come out. And it was like a, mm. a two acres of lavender and people would just come out and walk through it and they can go cut their own flowers. And Wonderful. It yep. was just something and amazing. And, and that was my first uh, brush with 
entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, and so, so when I was starting Next Tribe, I wasn't exactly a novice at being an entrepreneur. I mean, exactly. It's exactly. scary no matter what. But anyway. It is. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So let's talk about Next Tribe because I love it. And um, I just Thank love the you. content. You know, it's just, it's really, and it aligns well, of course, with what I do and all about empowering women. Yes. So, you know, Next Tribe is committed to aging boldly. Right. So That's what, what made you start that? And, and, well, you know, what was your thought process behind it? Well, I was, my youngest had gone off to college. And um, as you can imagine from being that I was a homeschooling mom, uh, I was a, I was very involved. I mean, it was a huge thing to be a mom. And I mean, I still worked, right. did all that, but I was just so into being a mom. And when he left the youngest, I was just didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And um, I went and looked at things online like well what what else is out there and you know what's what's uh what do people other people in this situation do and I really didn't feel like I found something that was talking directly to me I mean there were a lot of great things out there but they were to men and women or if if they were to women it was a kind of maybe a little more new agey than I was or more earnest I wanted something fun and just that recognize that, you know, I'm still, I still feel 26 inside and and all my friends do. We talk the same way we always talked when we were coming up and, you know, younger, we laugh, we cry, we drink too much, you know, we just go on road trips, we do all of that. So I wanted something that reflected uh, how I felt inside and I had a business partner and we both agree that that's the kind of thing we need is just something like yeah we are here and we're we're unapologetic and we're exactly. we, we are as as I have a, a tagline for one of the events we do we say screw invisibility we're we're taking charge <laughs> <laughs> yes we're a force I I agree and it's it's funny because so many people you talk to women are saying you know what I feel like it's my time you know you you just you kind of put to the side you're not worried about what people are thinking you really don't care right because you've been there done that but you know as I have conversations with with women you know that are 40 50 60 beyond that it's it is challenging and there are women out there that struggle with losing their identity you know they've always been a mom a wife so what words of advice would you give someone who's listening that that might be searching well I have um um a couple of thoughts on that, but one is, I think the what a lot of us do is self-exclude. Like mm. we are the one we decide. No, we can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. But we're doing. We're we're the one telling ourselves no. We're not. We're, we're scared to be out yeah. there. Scared that somebody's going to tell us no instead. But right. so you've already excluded yourself from from possibilities. And I think about that. Like here I am. I mean, I have a big background in journalism but here I am in right outside of Austin Texas and there's and there's so many wonderful women I know who've been editors-in-chief of big magazines and I'm you know if I really thought about it I would be like why do I think I can start a magazine you know what what, you know you know what I mean I'm like if I really dug down and thought I don't have any business doing this because I'm just in the huge media world there's just yeah. many more women more accomplished but I I didn't think that I just thought you know what why not let's give why it a not try and 
And so I didn't self-exclude, which was a huge, huge thing. Yeah. And um, the the uh, one of the big things, you know, I wrote a memoir about my lavender years, and it was called The Unlikely Lavender Queen, getting that plug in. Uh, but one yeah. of the themes of that was bloom where you're planted. Yes. And yes. Um, which I just love because I think that, you know, a lot of us are, are always look at why we can't do something or why instead I think we should be looking at why we can what do we have in front of us that we can work with make your situation work for you and right. that's you know, right. I was out the, the theme of my memoir and I is that when I first moved out into the country I was very unhappy I hated it so right. far away from everything and um but it took like the lavender and just stopping for a bit and think okay I'm here and right. I I'm in the, in the near future, I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. So right. what if I just, it can't change my circumstances so much, but why can't I just change my attitude oh, and look exactly. at what I have here that could really do something for myself. So that's why embracing the lavender is yeah. really like what I'm like, okay, I can, I can make my, I can be happy this, I can learn and grow from this. So okay. I guess that's my, my, um, my uh, uh, recommendation is to yeah. what you have going for you, you work with what you've got. And the thing that women at this age don't remember is you have so much, you have right. done right. so much. And this is the culmination. This is a time when you bring together so much you've done in your life and put it to, uh, to great use. And yeah. so, and I, I mean, that's, what I've done, I mean, with Next Tribe, it's, it's exactly. a combination of my, my journalism, but I right. also, do, I do, a, we do travel, and that's a result of all that I did, I've done travel writing, I've arranged trips when we homeschooled around I the know. world. that's amazing. So that part comes into play, and then when I had right. the lavender field, I did a lot of big events out there, so I'm used to planning events, and so yeah. that, in Next Tribe, we do events, or live events around the country, and so it all comes together. Right. Yes, there's still a lot to learn, but you have from all your 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 life what you've done. It all can come and even if it was if even if you were a stay-at-home mom, there's so much you did that it oh, can really? come into play now. And you have so many contacts. I mean, it's, oh, I know your the network, and you know you <laughs> underestimate your network. I really think you do. Yes, you underestimate your network, and I just say to people if. As long as you weren't an asshole, you have lots of people, yes. lots of people you can call on yes. and they can join for forces and bring together all the accumulated wisdom they have, you know? So exactly. It's you know, we're so afraid to ask for help and using our resources. And um, I love that you said, you know, you, it's a shift in mindset. It really is. It's, it's taking it on. And I also think, you know, my experience too, um, moving a lot and, and being in journalism and all of that, you know, you're going to fail. I look at it as learning yes. and you just have to embrace that. And we just have to get over this perfectionism thing and move beyond it. And um, I just, I, I love that answer because it is shifting your mindset. What can we do? And and then all these little pearls you've learned along the way through journalism, through event, you know, planning events, it's all coming together in Next Tribe, which is, which is so fabulous. It's life experience. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. So um, we're we're all in much better 
shape than we think we are. <laughs> yeah. So so walk us through Next Tribe. So if somebody listening is not familiar with it, um, you know, walk us through if you were to go online because it's a it's a digital magazine, right? Is what right. you call it. Yes. Yeah. Which which and, sounds so high tech and cool. You got it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there was shout out there. Involved. There was a lot of learning involved. I, I say that you know I brought a lot of experience, but there was learning. You know, all the whole digital sure. world. And um, but Next Tribe is it's I, I've started calling it a lifestyle network for women, smart, bold women over forty five. Is how mm-hmm. I. Said it. Mm-hmm. Because it's more than a magazine. I mean, it's you know my passion is writing and 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 good journalism, and so it started where I I got some of my you know favorite writers from sure. I've known along the way involved, and so this is again using the network. And so I had some. I mean, I've had great writers, like top writers, yeah. Yeah. Are, you know, won a mag. They've won magazine awards. They they're written bestsellers, that kind of thing, because they've. I've been lucky. I think they've really understood the mission and they want, they're happy to have a place where they could talk about the issues and challenges and triumphs that we, that we experience at this age. So, um, so it's articles, but then it spun out to be, um, I also travel because I've such, it's such an important part of my life. And Mm -hmm. I know many women at this age, it's, it's a great age to travel and, and explore. And and that's one of the things that we, it's, it's, we've, some of us have put it off and and not done it while our kids are growing, but, or, you know, maybe our, in our jobs, we didn't have enough money resources to, to travel as we wanted, but but a lot of, a lot of women at this age have a little bit more freedom. Um, some don't, I recognize, but, um, Sure. And then, so we started offering trips, and we'd go to San Miguel de Allende over Day mm. of the Dead. The point of my, and, and like the trips to San Miguel and to Charleston, and we're doing one to Santa Fe in September, is it's more than just seeing the sites. And I think we we work with some, we work with readers in those cities, and they offer us itineraries. And so, and I pay them for, for itineraries that are, it's very custom, but even more than that, it is the whole meeting women. They they put get us in touch with women in those towns who are artists or writers or chefs, and go to their houses or their galleries, and we get to meet women behind the tourist facade. It's not like you're right. going and and just seeing oh that's a that's a pretty building. No, we're yeah, going yeah. inside exactly. and talking to real women, and that's. That supports our whole uh, mission of connecting women. I think exactly. in real life, I mean, women, I mean, I like to say that our mission is to inform, promote, and connect women mm-hmm. at this age. Mm-hmm. Three and powerful so, words. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's all about community. And yeah. women love community. So, you know, even somebody listening that's saying, oh, I don't know, that's really scary. It's joining a community and it's being accepted. And, you know, I talk about this whole horseshoe circles thing all the time. And women have these tight circles and they're so afraid to open it to a horseshoe. But this something like Next Tribe, you know, I mean, that 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 puts you out there. So maybe you have been hesitant to take a trip thinking, oh, how am I going to do this? But you know what? You just you, you just do it. You put your fear aside. I think that's wonderful. And I think 
you know, women are always searching for community. It's it's no matter how old you are, yes, you know? Absolutely. And so a couple of things. One is we get a lot of women on these trips who come and they don't know anyone. And, right. and they just come by themselves, which to me is like brave. You that know, is so brave. My That's a rock star. Yep. yep. And I'm always shocked. I shouldn't be. But how quickly. I mean, before the first dinner, people have bonded. And people right. are, I mean, new friends. It doesn't matter if you came alone or with a girlfriend. It, you, every, and I think it's because it, we're so, the women who go on this trip are have so much in common. Yeah, and exactly. They're, they're, the same. they're taking a risk. So, you know, one thing I always ask my guests is, um, what advice would you give your 30-year-old self? Oh, my gosh. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> um, I would, you know, probably everyone says a version of this is don't sweat the small stuff. You know, like, totally. oh, my so it's a worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I guess it would, it would be turn around and look where you've, how far you've come and let that be, um, an inspiration and motivation versus, you know, always feeling right. like, oh my God, I should be doing this and I haven't done accomplished that. Exactly. Giving yep. myself a hard time about feeling behind in some way. And, um, right. right. So I would say, chill out a bit. <laughs> I love it. So a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And take a few risks. I, I, that's one thing I would tell myself too. You know, you think you're kind of on this, this path and sometimes you get caught on a cul-de-sac and that's okay. You can always veer off. Yeah. And, um, so that's what I always say, but I love that. So thanks so much for, you know, just taking time to introduce us to next tribe and you, kind of your mission and your spirit and your energy around where you see this going and how important it is for women at this age just to, you know, we got to link arms on things. Yes, it's absolutely. Fabulous. Well, thanks so much. I look well, forward for to talking me. again and, um, you know, and we'll stay in touch because there's a lot of things that uh, I know that we can do together, too, as we move forward. I would love that. would love it. All right. Have a great day. All right. Thanks so much, Amy. Thanks so much for tuning in the episode today. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, hey, go ahead and leave a rate and review on Apple. You can just Google Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast and you will find it. And you can just follow the prompts to rate and review the show. And don't forget, go to Amazon. My book's available. Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond. And until next time, take care of yourself. Reach out to somebody you haven't reached out to in a while and go forth and be awesome. We'll see you soon.